This meeting is being recorded. Oh, yeah, that's a good DP. Hey, Grotto. Uh, it's all-star break season right now, so we are going to do a little bit of vellum cleanup from last week because we have Crouton back in studio with us today. Um, then we'll transition into some talk about Chris Truman's One Blown Fuse Away from Irrelevance, um, which is a, an awesome curated show that uses uh, Threesome's Pepe Mentor to bring new artists into his universe, into the art project. And then we'll talk about uh, what Matches has built out for us with the All-Star Break Challenges. Um, how are you guys doing today? We got Luch and Crouton back together. Good. I'm happy to be back. Back in uh, Florida, a lot of traveling, and thanks for holding it down. I enjoyed the episode last week. You guys did a great job, and I enjoyed all the uh, interviews you put together. Luch, excellent, excellent work as always. Thanks. I, yeah, I, I we got we got lucky. I got to tell you, it was a much noisier interview every time on the street. And iPhones really, you know, we're not sponsored by iPhone yet, but they really came through on the just stick a voice memo to somebody's mouth. The the funniest missed opportunity again was just Ratro. Like he he had something brewing, and uh, yeah, we got distracted and we didn't get to loop back to it. You know, it was just the end of the night. Uh, I missed the Beverly Hills studio that we were working from on Friday with me and Tex. Like it was a a quaint little cute place. It was funny when I saw like before I knew kind of our timing. I I was looking at like a service where you could rent a podcast studio for an hour for like 150 or something. And I really wanted us to do that. Like if we had the time to work out, it just didn't work. Um, But we almost did like a fancy, like someone run everything for you, like pod thing just as a one-off, but you know, somewhere down the line, we'll, we'll keep an eye. Maybe, maybe Miami has the resources, who knows, but yeah, great, great. uh, I, I'm not going to say great to be back. Um, I, uh, it's funny. I haven't, there's like calls I haven't returned and like my whole mindset has just been like reset. Like it was just such a good, such a good, uh, trip. Um, I think I said this to you, Crouton, maybe not. Um, we didn't get to, you know, we, whenever we chat, it's usually like group wise, we didn't get to one off very much, but there's those trips you make and you're like sitting there and you're like, what the fuck did I come? And it's within minutes. And you're just like, what am I doing here? And you still have four hours to go on a flight home and a whatever, like, man, it wasn't that. And like, there was other things that popped up. Like Tex was there all day on Friday. So we got to hang out and like, there's just all this like extra stuff that like, once you open up to it, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, just a collector die. Like we've just been chatting nonstop since on the side, like, you know, just like, just get fired up. Like, it was so so fucking overwhelmingly awesome. So um, it, it really a was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta ask you since you were the interviewer, no one asked you what, what threesiest trade do you want to see? Oh, I had the answer to this the other day. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, besides my cat, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had something and it was big. Um, oh, I, I, yeah, I would say like, I think I had a different answer at one point, but uh-huh. the the young threesies uh, Royal Tenenbaums go kart or the Rushmore go kart. It's Royal, it's Tenenbaums. It's when yeah uh, when they're like riding them with the kids. Like I think the little the go kart would be fun. Like have everybody in the little go kart. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about uh, like base wise, like the actual like yeah. base of the threesie. I, I shot this over to Collector Die. 
I had this like funny thought because I was trying to picture like the card that gets used for the main, the 100, and how funny it would be if they, the base for everything was Godzilla and your traits were just off in the background and blown up and kind of visible. And there's like three traits you can't even see because they're all the head related, but you see them in the bottom left. Like how fucking great that would be if it was like fucker under goatee and it's in there in the bottom left. And then, you know, you've got your, the glove out in the right field and like a dad to be trade on a Godzilla and stuff. Like just how fucking funny it'd be to have this like disassembled 3Z. That's my answer. It. I love it. I'll, love, about, I'll, I'll get, I got to answer that. Uh, so I would just love to see a Chuck Hinton head. And we've got the Bob Robertson. And I think that, that is probably one of my favorite traits that we've seen so far. The, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, it's just such, it's so absurd seeing a, a you know, really poorly worn Bob Robertson mask on uh, our threesies. It just cracks me up every time. It's so absurd thinking of this man posing for his portrait and you know, wearing that. It's just, it, I, so a Chuck Hinton face, uh, or a head or whatever character trait you that that would be fantastic for me can you imagine and I know it's not necessarily going to be you know I know it won't be Paul Russell again but could you imagine a, a Paul Russell body <laughs> with with a Chuck Hinton head how great would that be a creature to be <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that bait yeah it's fucking awesome uh catch so I was thinking about this a little bit and um there's some great participant cards they would have some oh, yeah. stuff. I'm thinking specifically pizza party, you know, holding those two slices of pizza, like very <laughs> awkwardly would just kill it for me. Plus, plus like with apes, for some reason, like pizza was this rare desired trait. Yeah. You know, like people are like, Oh my God, unshaven pizza face. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it'd be so funny. Like in the commentary of PFP stuff. Yeah. I like that. Those are all, let's make it happen. Sticker on shirt. What to do. Just easy stuff you know and like i'm just such a big fan of juice box like it's just i was i was always ready for some like for me so we we were an unrefined sugar house uh and like no unrefined sugar it was like honey stuff like that so we got a lot of a lot of juice like whole juice and so it'd always be fun to find like a capri sun and like knock out like the devil's juice of like a cocktail um out of those things I, I was always like rushing for something that i didn't get at home you know so yeah well you know that's the uh kids you know your your point about the participants you know that that would be pretty cool get a gold sticker go, a gold foil <laughs> sticker face all over um, your face yeah pretty good <laughs> so yeah i mean i i think this is uh i don't know i mean it'll be so fun whenever it is that we see you know more stuff added you know and it could be could be stuff uh you know could see a frank howard trade or you know who knows it could be something that's you know a base card that's been released to us here in the first half of the season so it'll uh i think that's kind of one of the really neat parts about three seasons that it continues to evolve and in ways that we can't even possibly predict right now given we don't know what it is that we're gonna have so i i love the influx of wallet items this week you know getting the oh uh, yeah even though we got them on eth already like it's just so Looks so good in the Tez wallet too, like the black base popping up and man, they look so good together. This, 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 this series, this season or whatever, man, like where else would you want to be? <laughs> well said. Well said.
I know you guys were uh, kind of traveling when some of the auctions were happening, but what were your initial thoughts on uh, first round of auctions, first 11 threesies? Luce, go ahead. Lead us off. You uh, you pulled down two of them. I, I, believe, right? I was a little worried for Crouton. I, I was wondering if you were doing that from airplane Wi-Fi. That was takeoff? Or what well, was your setup? Well, so um, I was delayed 90 minutes in Dallas, um, and that was actually kind of kind of a I'm not sure whether it was a good or a bad thing that allowed me to get the first part of the, uh, uh, so I went, I went early and I think I won the third one because I knew mm -hmm. I was boarding and, you know, I was going to be kind of on the, on the runway and I didn't think I'd be up in the air and having Wi-Fi by the time those, you know, the second you know, half of those 11 were kind of closing. Um, so I was able to, I, I really wanted to at least get one um in the first week uh and I was able to do that but then you know DeFi Boston uh you know he like Reese mentioned on the uh LFG yesterday he had he was leading the bid on two of them and I was in second place on one of those and it was the one that was closing second uh, and I saw that he didn't have enough weeds to cover it so I figured that you know I actually might get fortunate there and his was going to get wiped out. And then there was about, I think, two and a half minutes left. And I kept my phone on. Uh, I did an airplane mode, <laughs> even, as, even as we were, you know, taking off. And then, you know, you get to that point where, you know, whether you or not you have airplane mode on, you don't have reception. Right. You're not going to so, follow a tower. Yeah. Not yeah, flying so, advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or financial advice. Remember, not financial advice. Yeah, this is NFA, uh, non-financial or flying advice. Um, so yeah, it it kicked off, kicked me off there at like two and a half minutes, and then you know, ten minutes later when we got to you know cruising altitude, I got on Wi-Fi and saw that you know that that didn't didn't end up shaking out to me. So very oh, unfortunate wow. timing on that. Uh, is what it is. So a <clears throat> couple couple things from mine. We uh, me and Tex had a lovely uh, afternoon at the Santa Monica Pier. We had some seafood by the bay and you know watched someone watch someone have to get a uh, lifeguard brought out to him, stuff like that. It was a good date. Um, you know, and we uh, we had a time to where we were hopping in our car, like had like an hour back to the hotel um, where most of the action happened. So a lot of it, we took from the car, some of it from the little hotel bar when we got back. But, uh, you know, I did what I said. I, was, I jumped on something early, didn't fuck around with my bid. Um, you know, the idea was just to stake your claim and do that. And like, like look, like, you know, I think, and I'd have to double check. Uh, I know Mark pulled one at 133. I think I paid the most for the for my two. And I'm not salty about that. Like none of that is, none of that seems like a miss. I wanted to get to, I pulled my two, I got my business done. Um, couple couple thoughts from it. One, OpenSea didn't behave like it usually did on, on auctions. And this is something to look out for. In the past, when it was within 10 minutes, maybe it used to add 10, but I thought it reset to a 10 minute timer. I'm with you. I think it used to reset to 10 and now it's adding 10. So if you bid with eight minutes left, it's going to make it 18. Not only that, it added 10 
for both bids that happened within a couple minutes. Because when Mark mm. added on top of me, it went to like 22. Oh. Mm. Or 18 or something. It added more than 10. Because like, unless there was a delay that I wasn't catching because I watched it on mobile, I think Mark raised me around two minutes to go. And then all of a sudden the timer got to 18 or 19 pretty quick. And I think it was, I think it added, I think it was like once it had gotten underneath that threshold, it was adding 10 per bid, which was really weird and really threw off the concept of like how do things cascade. Also, and I say this with the most love and the most like a disclaimer of like, you know, come the fuck at my, you know, my stuff. That's totally fine. Like this auction is open, like go for it. I will never for the life of me, and it'll take to the next time we're in person, and I still won't understand why Mark added a 133 on something with two minutes to go when there was other ones that were lower, put us over the thing to where like two more finished before us when everything else was like sub one. And like he was like, Well, I was just trying to get one. I'm like, of all the ones to pick, the one that was about to close when when the timer's gonna reset, and maybe he just hasn't done them. But it was so funny to me. I was so befuddled in the car, like to add like 0.4 more to the one that was like to and like it put us behind two more. And of course, me being the hothead I am, I'm gonna make sure I get that one anyway. And like so we put it over, whatever. Uh it was just kind of funny to me. I, I remember like refreshing, like, okay, here we go, we're gonna be done. And I look at his name, I'm like, the fuck. So it was it was funny. And that put me in a weird spot where like do I like if I had known the way the timer was gonna work, I would have cascaded down. Um I didn't expect me bidding adding another 10. So then I got into a weird spot where I wasn't none of us are calling out DeFi Boston. Um like three's already covered it, but like we should cover it for general. Don't put bids across multiple items if you can't cover both of those bids. I could have cascaded down. I knew how much I had. I I was going to stick with my thing. Uh, we don't want to see cancellations on there. We don't want you know a history that shows anything weird. When you make a bid, you stand by your bid until it's... Now, if someone else had raised me and I cascaded down and then something fell off and it fucked mine up, that's not my fault. You know, like if something falls back to me after I moved on, like you can't do anything about it. You can do something when you're the leader. Um, and I wasn't going to play off, but it was it was a little bit of a weird spot with the way the clock was moving. Uh, so that's just something to keep an eye on. And it just goes back more to the don't fuck around with your bids. Like I still saw some minimum raises. I wouldn't do that. I would do at least a 0.1 or a 0.15, you know, on something like the minimum raises all in the bottom thing. If if Blue hadn't been in Mexico, if Razor and Ratro hadn't been in transit or states of whatever, those wouldn't have worked, um, I don't think. I think some people got lucky this round, and we, and we knew that would happen. But I would say on the 24th, on the 31st, if you're trying to get a 3Z, act like it. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely happy. I got my two pulled. Um, would I have loved a wheel hit and paid a little less? Sure. But like, am I mad? No. Um, 
I still have my bid section too. I might I might go for one more. So like the apple doesn't have a lot of bites at it. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens on these backend ones. Um, you know, with threes in LA for a few weeks. I don't know what the Vellum audience is like when it comes to open sea bidding, but you know, it'd be fun if we get some new entries here. So well, um, yeah, I want to tag on to what you what you mentioned about the DeFi Boston. So, you know, I think it's really important to explain, you know, I, not that you didn't and not that threes didn't, but I want to explain again, you know, why it's important for you to, you know, if you want to bid on multiple, it's fine, but you should not be a leading bidder on more than one if you can't pay for both. Here's why it's a problem, even if it wipes your bid out. The problem is now it would would drop to the person below that or you're forcing someone to bid over you and artificially pay more um because you know like i in the exact example where DeFi boston was leading bidder on the one that was expiring after the one he won i was below him i knew he didn't have enough weeds to cover it the only way i could have beaten him would be to bid over him but it's really shouldn't have had to do that because his bid was invalid essentially um right so i just let it ride and hoped that time would you know work in my favor but you know it, it really does kind of throw things off so yeah you can bid on multiple you know but you shouldn't be leading bidder on more than one unless you're going to follow through on that and, and hit both of them it's not fair yeah. to threes or or your you know the community because uh, you know, for example, what if what if I bid two ETH on one, and then someone bids over me, and then I pull my bid? That's not yeah. fair. That, you know, that's I, I, that's a, a, a extreme example, but you know, and it, I'm just creating a false illusion of you know someone saying, "I well, you gotta you gotta bid more than two, and then I pull my bid, and then you're stuck standing there." Um, it's just. Yeah, I, I don't think and you're only hurting people in the grotto. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional. It wasn't malicious. I agree, yeah. but we got to be mindful of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's right, right, right. And it, and like it was something in my head. Like I knew my line where I'd have to only focus on one. Right, like, um, you know, I had to be cognizant of what I had in my in my weath pool and stuff like that. And I was like, you just can't, you just can't do that to each other. Um, and and like I said, it it adds it it adds a bad history when you start seeing a bunch of canceds in the, the line of it and stuff like that. It 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 could like I said, it, especially if newcomers are coming in, they could think we're trying to shake them down or something like that. And it really just needs to be, you know, in line with how we do the rest of the stuff. We'd be mindful of what we're doing and we don't fuck each other over. We're competitive. Like I said, like, uh, I, I guess, you know, I'd probably worded it weird in the Discord. You know, I, I thought it was fun that Mark had come into the bid. And I was like, yep, me and Mark are fighting on this one. He's like, I'm not fighting. I'm trying to get one. I'm like, no, we're we're fighting. It's a bid. It's fun. Like, I'm not saying it's a like, like, this is part of it. It's it's all, you know, it's part of the show. Like, it's all good. Um, but yeah, something like that. You just know your mounts. If you can bid on all 10 and you have the money to back them up, but whatever number you got, game the fuck on. Absolutely. You know? But yeah, you better have um, 10 either. Though and yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, yeah, so I, I know uh, it's good, good points and yeah. Again, I know it wasn't malicious, but yeah, for anyone out there listening, if you're playing, but it's a great game, example. Early when the eyes weren't there, like yeah, it's something we just needed to cover. Yeah, yeah. So 
I'm going to back up a second because we kind of went to auctions over the, the Vellum show. And I know, Luch, you also went to another show for Grails, and we wanted to see like kind of how that comparison looked. So if you wanted to just break that down for us a little bit. Well, yeah, so it's kind of funny. We had a, you know, there's these times where what we're doing in this project, there's a lot of times where we have interesting parallels from outside our ecosystem, right? And we had called this out for a minute the other week that the Grails thing was going on at the same time. And Threes had even made an example of it last week as well. It was it was something where we wound up being on the same wavelength of just like thought process. And what the Grails deal is, is, you know, proof the group above Moonbirds has a membership pass. And one of the things they've had, this is the fourth Grails drop where they have some artists some secret artists dropping additions and their members get passes and they get a random mint off of it from within this. And they'll, they start to see teases of the art, but the artists aren't always, in, the artists aren't announced until the end, blah, blah, blah. And you find out which one you got and who did it. Um, I, I think I'm saying all that right. Um, and it's worth a not inconsequential amount. And they get these passes, I believe, for free. It's part of their membership. Um, you know, the first one made a lot of waves because one of the items wound up being an unused autoglyph that Larva Labs had done. And everybody creamed themselves over that. And that was like a 40th, uh, 40th free sale, you know, something that was dropped to the members that had this. And there were some other artists doing things for it. And, uh, on the Friday night that I was still in town, a friend of mine said, hey, I've got a plus one to Grails. You know, do you want to go to that reveal party? And so it was a really interesting chance to compare things that are both supposed to be art-centric and big deals, but one that's additions and going for, you know, more than we have on ours and that are you know and just like to see what the vibe is the appreciation for the art what it is one of the things i don't want to just like uh kind of crapping on is the thought of additions like i you know we we have plenty of things that are additions here right base cards are additions the inserts are additions i i'm a big fan of digital ownership things like that but like i this idea of grails and the amount that they spend on these passes just to wind up with an artist that maybe they don't know or don't care about, or like, I think Jack Butcher's thing was just like some words that look like a seed phrase that weren't a whole seed phrase and shit like that. Like, I know I don't get all art, but I certainly would have been pissed if that was my five ETH piece or something like that. If I was a one of 25 or one of 50 of some emo words on a fucking seed phrase thing. So like, when when I got there, the bar was great, music was fine. The interaction of the people with the art being displayed was fairly minimal. Um, now I wasn't there the whole time. I didn't watch everyone, you know, process it, but it was more network, and the art was kind of in the back where people would sometimes go around. When we looked at some of it, our friends were doing like shadow puppets against it and stuff like that. Whereas I truly feel that the art was a true 
centerpiece of the vellum show. And we were very happy to see each other. And But there were so many fucking times that we would stop and just say, like, how fucking good is this? Look at that detail. Look at this. I can't speak for everybody that walked in there. I don't, I don't think everyone will get three's art, you know, as much as we think they should or things like that. I think it's not for everyone, but I think it's for a lot of people. And I think people find different stuff in it. Whereas the grails thing, man, I just, there was nothing that said like, especially the term grail is so overused in this space, but like, it was just such a, it was just another network event with free drinks that had some displays on. There was a, you know, friend of the other pod, die with the most likes, had a piece there, and I couldn't have told you it was one of his, but I don't study a lot of his art, but I've seen enough to kind of know some of his style. Um, that's the thing, it's like these artists will do something different, so it's like hidden who it is. Um, and I just don't, I don't know, man, like, they gave out some swag, I got a little poster, I got a coin that, on one side it says NFTs are alive, and the other side it says they're dead. I, But I just... On something that's supposed to be like the art collector's pass and the grail art event, it was really cool to see both events and to know like what we've got going on here. And I just, that just feeds back into again, when we start to talk about like value this stuff the way you should, because it's got value and it's got art. And there's that threes podcast, what? a year ago or whatever, where he's like, don't forget, this is an art project, you know? And I, I think that's become more and more clear as we've gotten deeper and deeper, but man, I think the motivation behind the crowd and the inspiration for the crowd was definitely different between the two events. And I think we're on the right path. So. Were there any of the artists there? <laughs> Not that I know. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I only recognize two names of the artists. I, you know, that's it could always be on me for being an uncultured swine or something. Uh, Jack Butcher is obviously the talk of the year with his whatever uh, stuff that doesn't really do much for me and die only because of the podcast stuff. So uh, I couldn't have recognized either of them if they were there. Well, yeah, I want to I want to add on to you know what Boots said. Um, you know, as we talk about you know. You know, we've spent a fair bit of time recently talking about where we're going and as it relates to the grails event which i don't know if you did you see the doom scrolling piece there when you were at the gallery i couldn't stay is that the just flashy one or like it was the it was one that was super glitchy or kind of um black and white uh basically like a, a flip book essentially of uh D-O-O-M, you know, scrolling. Uh, it's a, a play on the X copy, uh, one of one. Uh, and where I'm going with this is, uh, so that one minted out, it was an edition of uh, Maximum, and people minted it out very quickly. And then once it was minted out, looking right now and I can see one, two, 15 sold um, between when it was minted and before they revealed the artist's name a few days later. Um, yeah, started at 1.5 ETH and gradually rose, you know, up to two, two and a half, and three, three and a half. Final one that was sold before they revealed the artist's name, which wound up being Ben Kovach instead of X copy, like people were guessing. <laughs> 
uh, they sold it sold for 4.1 ETH, which is yeah, about $7,500. And uh, literally minutes later, it was revealed that it was not X copy. And then the next one sold for 0.8 ETH. So it went <laughs> from 4.1 ETH to 0 0.8 in a matter of minutes. Then I'd like to, I'm, gonna, I'm not done. The next one sold for 0.8, then 0.42, then 0.4, then 0.2. Jesus. And down to 0.175. And now, if you'd like to pick one of those uh, grails up, uh, that doom scrolling grail, there's uh, there's two there on the floor below point zero point three ETH, um, and it looks like you know uh, a weath offer of about point one five would get you one. So um, the reason I bring this story up, it's all about the art, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all about the art. It's also where I'm going with this is you know when you guys understand how much money there is for people to ape into things at 4.1 ETH and then immediately essentially lose 4 ETH on that. And I don't think they're losing any sleep over it. They're basically taking a shot in the dark thinking that X copy would mimic a one of one he's already done in a style that is completely unlike his. I, it's absolutely fucking bonkers. But where I'm going with this is you know, for people who still don't believe that base cards are going to be worth one ETH, we have people who are happy to guess that that was X copy for 40 or something that was unequivocally not going to be X copy and has absolutely no future utility, absolutely no narrative to it. It is just what it is, and now you own it. Congratulations. And so I bring that. Tangent, because you know when we, we talk about where prices are going to be on this collection i think a lot of the tez native people don't understand how much money really is out there for in in the east side of things where these people absolutely speculate and are happy to play this game uh on things that have absolutely no value or substance so when they get a hold of this project reasons Yes, the base cards are going to be worth a lot more than one ETH, I believe. So, so the one thing I want to say, I want, I want to say with that, because I, I think you're dead right. Like, I, I just want to acknowledge this once, and I'll never kind of go back to it again. There is the tragic reality that at some level, Threes never gets the recognition he should, and this project never gets the recognition it should at some level. Uh, that we know what this should be worth and if we know what this should be worth that's where we're going in my opinion um and like you said the money's there the light is there once people see it and like i think threes is really hungry to see it through we could do everything right for the next five years and who knows maybe something doesn't fall right the wrong people don't ever come whatever like i'll acknowledge it one fucking time but yeah i'm a the the more the more we kind of look at these examples and the more we know of what we do what we have like it's no bullshit it's it's about the art there's no bullshit it's about the community the you know the the if you could just feel what what happens when everybody comes together at these things like yeah i'm it just 
it's there and it makes too much sense for it to work. Um, so I will acknowledge one time that everything could be perfect and done right here. And we still never get like the wave or the respect or the something that it should like that happens with art at some level. I think it's more likely that we do find it, you know, we do get there. So, yeah. And I, I, I sure we, we cannot predict the future with, with certainty, but what I will say is two things. One, absolutely. I, I would say that virtually every single NFT collector is not about the art at all. They're not, it is purely a speculation play as evidenced by the, you know, I mean, the proliferation of PFPs, as well as even just that doom scrolling example, where you want to guess that it's an X copy for four ETH. And then the art hasn't changed whatsoever, but the artist's name was revealed to not be X copy. And then now it is worth 0.17 ETH. That, I mean, how can you possibly tell me it's about the art when you thought it was worth you know, someone thought it was worth four ETH and you were chasing it up from, you know, one and a half that, that, to four ETH. And then we reveal the name and you're like, oh, fuck that guy. This piece of art sucks now. I mean, where I'm that, going is, 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 so, you know, I'm not, that is not a dig at Therese's art. I'm, what I am trying to say though, is that you're right. We don't know that, you know, it will work out even if it's played perfectly. But what I do believe is that 99% of this is speculation for people and threes delivers results financially. So whether or not they like the art, mm -hmm. if you like the art, that's fantastic. And that's wonderful. We have a place for you. If you don't, and you just want to speculate and make number go up, this also is the only thing that really works for that. So to me, it's one of those you know, all leads, all roads lead to Rome sort of situation where yep. eventually, whether they like the art or just want to speculate, or just see one turn into two, you will come to three steps. And, and so the, the thing I was going to say on top of yours that I forgot to say it, it's like, we know who the fucking artist is. Like, we're always going to know, right? Like, unlike the, the grails reveals. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think I, I think the, the two events strengthened what I would say is a pretty fair resolve already, you know? It just reinforced so much of what we do and how much we do better. And I I say we, um, you know, threes is just crushing, crushing so many aspects and it keeps so many things going. That's why we have to do better on our forms. And I'm talking to myself with that. That's why we have to do better on not, you know, not bullshit. Go to your owners, things like that. Figure it out before you wave a flag. Um but how many how many times do artists that are prolific turn to their collectors and say, "What color should this be? I've given you paint, you know like what how much stuff are we doing here that's just amazing and not thinkable outside of our little group like and it just how can that not catch on when you see it in in action in big display and things like that? It's just so totally. it was yeah it was really cool to be part of both events <laughs> absolutely yeah i want to be clear it's not just you know art or just number go up there's so many things that you know people can yeah. be here for I, I don't want to be reductive and say it's only those two things but yeah i mean there, there's something here for everyone whether it's you know the gameplay the narrative you know number go up art you know community you name it i, I think there's i really do believe that you know eventually 
minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, my main it. question is, how do I accumulate more wealth in this project without doing anything? That's oh, the big question. <laughs> I don't know. I think you should ask Chris Farrar. He seems to be <laughs> the uh, the grotto expert on that. Jeez. We've got, we've got something great going. And like I, you pointed out, like, this is why we why we give to be a part, right? This is why we want to be a part of the drops and things are asked of us and things are received. And it just, you, you get so much of what you give in this project. I, I, I'm probably talking in a circle at this point, but I just, man, coming out of LA, it just, nothing, baseball's never been hotter. <laughs> well said, well said. Love that. There's actually um, another show we can talk about, which is Chris Truman put together a show that's going to be minted on Three's Pepe Minter. So this is the first time we've seen this used outside of Three's uh, minting on it. So got a lot of uh, cool artists. I think right now we're, we're recording on Wednesday, just so everyone knows. We had to move some stuff around for the Saturday release. But um, yesterday, I think it's still going right now, actually. So Edgar, Edgar Frias, uh, is dropping it's live and then Wombat's tonight, which we're really excited about grotto favorite Wombat dropping her piece, um, and a little bit of a chase going on. So if you get all five, if you hold, you can get the chase from threes. And if you burn all five, you can also get a chase from threes, unlimited amount of burns, right? If you get five of each, you can burn five of each and get five chase cards and then whatever you're holding in the remainder, you can also get a cha uh, chase card for that too. So two different uh, artworks. Yep. Two different artworks. Yeah. I think it's really exciting. Uh, it's, you know, really, really cool. Um, and we'll touch on, you know, something that another 33 has done here later in the show. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. It, it demonstrates, you know, you know, what really makes this place special. And Chris has, put a lot of effort into curating this show with some really big names. And, you know, he's opening up a new gateway, um, you know, with, he's seeing what this Pepe Minter can do and he's bringing people who aren't necessarily um, large in the NFT space, could be more traditional artists or um, they could be established digital artists in their own right, but um, essentially marrying it's up with, threesomes utility it's it's really it's cool. awesome how quickly the wheels turned for him to to realize he wanted to put this together and he's um, he's so well connected and you know that he can yeah. effectuate that um you know it'd be one thing for either of us you know uh, any any of the three of us on this podcast to have the same idea but we wouldn't be able to effectuate it so it's uh right. it's really cool to see you know people using their skills and talents and ideas and creativity you know and again we'll we'll get into you know, someone else who's doing that in a bit but chris has done a really great job here i uh, can't wait to uh, participate in it the, the trailer looks great um so i want to point out something real quick with the uh with the dynamic of the the pepe drop and stuff and how no one's above the grotto type thing chris has this dynamite idea he still needs the pepe items and he had come in light on that first drop and he had actually hit me up and we worked out a, a very equitable trade for them because he still needed those pieces to make this happen. And when he explained it, 
immediately I go from something that's like, hey man, I'm going to hold everything I ever have and see where things go to like, yeah, let's make this happen. You know, like let's, and, and it's just, it's cool the way it's designed that even if there's this no brainer, you still need to have the pieces. You still need to play the game, you know, and that's just how, that's where trades come in. That's where, you know, working together comes in. It's where seeing the bigger picture comes in. Um, it was funny because we had like this like agreed amount um, amount for like to trade four. And I looked at it and I go, no, I just sent you six. Like, keep doing this. And if, and if, and if, and if he turns around a week later and he says, I have an idea on 10 more, I'm going to make it happen. Like, it just these are the kind of things that make huge inroads for the project. When we talk about being an art project, when we talk about what are different eyes, when somebody wonders what the fuck does utility in threes mean, you know, and they're in Australia looking at this, you know, exhibit, what's threesomes? What is this universe? What does it mean to be a part of this universe? There's all these questions that are going to be asked across the world as, you know, something like this rolls out. So yeah, awesome fucking job by chris um you know really cool wombat getting you know galleried in in australia and stuff like that and she did you know help make it was in, instrumental in making the vellum display stuff work like she's you know an integral part and um you know when you see people doing bigger moves and like chris man over the last you know probably since his first day when he started to get it or whatever but man he's been really doing a lot that goes sometimes miss or not called out as much. And it's really cool to see this in action. And I hope people are, like we said, this comes out on Saturday. We're recording on Wednesday. Hopefully people are getting it. I know we're in post travel shock and a little post three Z shock. And some people are getting ready, but like, I would definitely, when's the last time that making sure you finish some form of chase didn't work out like, right. Like, so I would be I would be kind of geared up on both ends. Um, yeah, man, I, it was cool. I was lucky to spend a lot of time with him last week too, and you know, just he's he's doing so much. Um, this this is dope. I don't. Know. Yeah, really really worth celebrating. Uh, really cool to see him. He's got a great curatorial eye as well as you know, networking to help kind of effectuate it pull it off um it's really neat it's cool and i think it's really neat that you were part of helping make it happen too and that's fantastic and i think it speaks to this being larger than you know the trade itself right you know this is net good this is net accretive for the grotto i think it's interesting you know these artists whether they are established nft artists or traditional artists look this is going to teach them we've seen it with goddesses, we've seen it with the Christmas gifts, we've seen it with shigfish, I don't even necessarily seen it play out, but we've seen things be co-opted from other projects and brought into threesome's universe and imbibed with utility. This is exactly the same thing. Now other artists are gonna see it and we're gonna do it on ETH. And, you know, I think it will educate artists uh, first and foremost, if they are new or unfamiliar with it, they can see that, hey, you know, you NFTs can work, but it really kind of needs to be a then what, and then what, and then what, as opposed to, here's a thing I made. Enjoy it. It just, yeah, we've seen how that works. It doesn't really work. Um, so I think this is this is really neat on a number of levels. 
And I'm excited to see who else might mint on it in the future. And it's all accretive to the grotto and, and all roads lead to threesomes, right? Everyone will yeah. eventually <laughs> at some point see, you know, if he if he absorbs it all like Cartman's trapper keeper in early South Park, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he's got that. We are agree, right? <laughs> he, he can he can turn you know he's an alchemist, right? Turn yeah. his lead into gold, and you know whether it's a goddess or uh, you know any any one of these artists that are minting this week uh, on the Pepe Minter, you know it it does not matter. It's really all about the universe. It's all about having a larger narrative that you can work things into and interact with. So I think um, this ends on Sunday, I believe, right? It's five the days five, in a row. I am I think not so. home, so I can't do that math. That sounds right. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So around there, five, five, six days, depending on the 24 hours to close it out or whatever. But um, when you're listening to this on Saturday, be on the lookout Sunday or Monday because Threes has mentioned something about the metadata updating on these at some point, and he's hinted at it revealing something larger. I just I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I'm going to have my eyes on the metadata for sure. Interesting. Um, these are still coming out as 1155s, right? They're all on the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add on one blown fuse away from irrelevance down in uh, Australia? No, shout out to the artists and, and take a bow, Chris. Like, well yeah. done. Bravo, Keep Chris. it up. He keeps, like I said, he keeps looking looking for angles and keeps introducing people that I don't think any of us travel with normally. So, um, yeah, a, a real tribute or a real positive for the Grotto, whatever. Yeah. And so our other 33 that's doing something cool for the Grotto, matches. Which hey. I, we just call him that now, but it's Matt Tice, right? Fuck no, it's Math Jizz. I've like completely forgot like what his real name is. It literally, and I know he's listening. It doesn't matter what your name is <laughs> to 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 quote the Rock. Like it's Math Jizz, and it will be Math <laughs> Matus Matisse Matus. Like who would you rather be? It's Math Jizz. <laughs> well, you know, we teased it, you know, a little bit here earlier, but this is the other. You know, 33, who's doing just something really, really cool, right? During this all-star break, um, he's a very keen mind and a wonderful problem solver and, uh, you know, puzzle maker um, extraordinaire. And so, again, as Kitch said, he's, we're, we're filming this one on, uh, on Wednesday. And we just hopped off LFG and we've got our new channel, All-Star Break Fun. And... Yeah, this looks really cool. First of all, the art is incredible. Um, and you got a little bit of a, a riddle to solve here. Uh, brain teaser of sorts. So, you know, it'll be fun to see. Um, I'm so fucked. Pull this off. <laughs> but and there's all sorts of fun Easter eggs in there um, that, you know, either grotto jokes or, you know, or just matches his own humor. Um, He's so fucking funny. He really is. Yeah, he, he's, just... he's done a great job here. There's um, ephemera pieces that he made for unbelievable, are, are absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, those are, yes, the, those are incredible too. But the uh, yeah, he's got a. I, I really am most especially fond of that Zan can uh, <laughs> in the uh, 
in the right-hand corner of that, uh, of the first uh, brain teaser. Um, it's a, a pretty special edition there. It was uh, signed by Zancan. So it's, it's really special. And with this being the Go ahead, Luch. Oh, you're good. I just checked into my hotel room, so I haven't gotten to dig into it much, but I got a glance. So yeah, I haven't gotten to deep dive the details. It's really well done. Um, and uh, I know Three's mentioned it, but you know, don't share the answers, whether that's you know in, in Bleachers or Grotto or your team channel. Don't do it in DMs either. Uh, you know, let people figure it out or not. Um, it goes it back to the Pendleton conundrum, right? Like, yeah. let's keep these edition size small. Let the people that really did the work get those cards. You know, there's no reason to let everyone have it just because you know the answer and shared it with a bunch of people. So this is all-star break. It's all about what you can do individually. This is not a team event. So Well, it, it's well organized in the sense that so there is a planned edition size. We don't know what that is. If there are more correct answers than editions available, we go to the wheel. So you're really not. You're just hurting yourself. Yeah, you, you're you know, pissing into the wind, if you will. Um, <laughs> me, oh, and, it was me, and tech, me and Tex did that at Vegas EDC last year. Uh, the party bus was supposed to have a, a toilet, but they kept the they they locked it out out the whole time. And like it's like a two and a half hour drive out there, even though it's like twenty miles. And finally, we got to this point where we're like, you guys have to open the door. We got to piss on the side real quick. And traffic wasn't really moving; like it's all bumper to bumper. And we're like, all right, so you're gonna be here for a minute. The guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go out there. There's like four or five of us start peeing, and the wind's kind of blowing. It's like fuck. And then. Of course, that's when four car lengths decide to move. And instead of the bus just chilling there for a minute, he starts driving off. And so we're doing like the side wind blowback, like pee while you're running thing. Motherfucker. Because it's like all of a sudden this row of cars are going to start going. So, yeah, I, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend the pissing yeah. in the wind. Like just it's keep not, the answer to yourself. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to give the answer away for a number of reasons. Um First of all, it's not going to help yourself, but uh, more importantly, it's just not in the spirit of what what he's you know very thoughtfully uh, put together here. And you know, look, the art's incredible. I mean, yeah. how cool is it that he's taken the time to first of all conceive of this, and then I mean, the art's great, right? I mean, this the idea would take a lot of time, and then the art itself is. <laughs> I hope you mint these. These are great. These are love. I love these. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if these will be the. I wonder if these will be the. Re oh no! It's is it a threesomes piece that it's the reward? Ooh, I I don't think so. I yeah. I'd have to look this, at the description. Maybe there's this piece of art mentioned. I, I maybe I, I, I maybe I'm miss. Uh, like I said, I didn't get. I got. I got to give a cursory glance before we hopped on. So, well, yeah, I would say if if the. Uh, Brain teaser image is the mint. That would be, uh, I love that. It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah. And we are sure that this is multiple challenges over time. We aren't sure when things open and close, but there are going to be multiple challenges throughout the all-star break, right? Cool. No. But it's, man, what a, what a, what another credit to the grotto of just like, fuck this dimension that he's adding in. Um, so good like you just have these pieces and the like there's these somebody pointed it out there on twitter the other day of just like 
was it sixty five twenty nine? You know, pompous ass, where he was just like nothing worse than projects creating lore. And he was talking about these ones that'll announce like we're announcing a new lore drop to our thing, and they're like brand new fucking things, and they're trying to like AI write out write out some stuff. Like we have lore; it's natural, it's it's real, it's evolving. And like even if this isn't like an in canon thing, just like being able to use the characters in ways that we've crafted their narratives. Cause it's like threes gives us these pieces. We run wild with things with them sometimes. And sometimes he pulls them back and it's just like this awesome, like really organic progression of these, of this, of this world and stuff. It's like so much fun. And like, he really has matches really has an eye for messing around with it. So it's dope. Yes. It's really neat to see those uh, Chris and, and Matthews specifically, you know, um, not that we don't have others doing, you know, yeah, noteworthy and, and commendable things, but you know, back to back here. Um, and it really shows you exactly why they're, you know, beloved and why the 33s, right? Using yep. their, their talent, their creativity um, and their passion for the project and, you know, bringing it to life in, in whatever way. Um, you know, resonates with them. And I think it's really cool. And I'd love to see, um, you know, people lean into that. And um, again, don't go rogue. You got to talk to threes on this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, no, I think it's neat. Yeah. I think you guys had some parting thoughts. If we're staying on the topic of pissing into the wind, (laughs) you guys have some thoughts on some of those trade offers that you've seen floated out there? Uh. I think I'll go first because I'm probably a little more gentle. (laughs) Yeah, let's ease into it and let Crouton lay the hammer down. So this will drop Saturday. Uh, The form will go out Sunday. Don't fuck up the form. It's going to be, there's a couple things to call out, like just right up front. Like part of our job is to help you do better here, right? Um, One wallet for ETH, one wallet for Tez when you're putting your chase together. Um, you're going to have the ability to, you know, like if you happen to have gotten the first three on ETH and the second three in Tez, get those combined this go round. but we're moving towards mostly ETH future, right? Um, the And don't have like three Tez wallets or two Tez wallets you're expecting threes to put together. Get a move around. I've got all my shit moved down to my vault that I need to have in there to point to. Be ready. Do your do your form correctly. Know where your shit's at. Um, the best ready to best time to work on your chase was a couple weeks ago. Next best time is now. Um, understand where the bottlenecks are. We all know where the bottleneck is, right? It's in those first two pieces. Look at those look at those holders and ask yourself. With the people holding the amount that they are, will I be able to shake those free with one-to-one swaps of the other drops, two-to-ones, whatever? Um, Answer's mostly going to be no. Uh, We've spent a long time this year. Three spent time before us uh, really reinforcing the differences in base cards. You know, a base card is not a base card is not a base card. 
Monster's not a cat mom. Cat mom's not a coder. We love them. We love them all. Uh, utility for holder draws cannot be ignored. The multiplier on monster cards cannot be ignored. The fact that what you're about to put together is a chase, one through six, that's another card that less people will have and there will be less of. So if you tell someone that has an even number of one and two, and I'm gonna call them one and two, not 10 and 11, just to be easier here, right? If you look at them and say, but I give you three of these other base cards for one of those, you're not just asking for one of those, you're asking for one of those and number seven. And number seven, which isn't gonna be number seven, whatever, you guys know what I'm talking about, will be much lower and the hands that will hold it will be much harder to shake out. So if you're wondering, why am I not shaking these out with the items I'm offering is because you're not offering the right things and you're offering them to people who probably see the bigger picture and it's going to be hard. Hats the fuck off to Curly Q for not messing around. Uh, one got listed at 733 and she popped that sucker very quickly at 733. Denise. Um, a Denise, it's, it's a monster. And there's not as many of them as it seems. That's a cheap monster. Those are stand a, prices, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's less of them than there are stand. Um, when you put the stands together, even though the stands aren't the same at this point, when you think about other things coming up. But uh, you might get someone to trade. I... I got a really nice trade partner because I tried to set it up a couple of weeks ago. It worked for him. It worked for me. I gave him some extra guilt as a tip. I'm also going to keep in mind that he helped me get to my even number correctly on the next go round. There's, there's a favorable trade in the future for that person um, because it worked for him. It worked for me. Lifelong. You know, You'll be able to balance huh? that out. I, I, and I, yeah, a hundred fucking percent will, but there's so many of these ones where it's like one to one or two for one. And you're just, you're pissing in the wind. Um, I, I tell you what would shake something for me. And this isn't me trying to like solicit trades, but if you're telling me that I'm going to give up a chase card and one of these new monsters, I'm going to want something really old. And it's going to be a much higher, low, much lower circulation because that's something that I'm having trouble buying. That's the kind of stuff that moves us around. The days of like saying there's six, they're all in the same drop. They're all about the same amount. Those are gone. This is the coolest fucking drop series. These are all once in a lifetime thing. Like we don't know what the chase will be. I have an idea of like what it'll be categorized as. And I don't want to give up one of those. I, I don't know who would be who would be interested in that. So anybody that's got two of one and one of the other that can't move up, maybe they're your target, but you got to do your homework and you got to really put out an offer that makes sense here, in my opinion. Um, and I'm not seeing a lot of it. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. Like 
I, it was kind of cool to see the maturity of the grotto. Uh, not to call Mark again here. He made a great first offer. He put 533 on a Denise. In my opinion, that's not screwing around right off the bat. You can pop someone sleeping, right? You can pop somebody that got lucky week one or week two and isn't as engaged. It's not our normal, you know, it's much higher than we're used to. It's not what monsters will be in the future. It was a good first volley. And then someone listed 200 over that and it got popped. But like, at least Mark knew, Mark understood the assignment, right? Um, it's just the assignment is harder than, than it was thought. So like, kudos to the Grotto for getting it. You know, it, it seems like we all get it a lot more. That makes it harder. It's going to make the reward sweeter. Um, I know myself and I know Crouton, we didn't finish chases our first go round. Maybe even that second go round. Trying to think how, yeah, I don't, I didn't finish every chase in my second season or my third. Third was elephant. Maybe I did. But like it, it takes a little, you got to level up. It's a, it's a RPG, but you really got to look at these offers. People are set at like two to one. It's just not there. Three to one. Still not there. And if like if you're trying to ask someone to give up their chase, they're not. You gotta you gotta come at it really hard if this is what you want to get. Um, yeah, well, I think you really covered that quite nicely. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Terry Garvin for Frank Howard is just you know, probably not gonna happen, guys. Um and I think it's it's good that we 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 saw a little bit of that, but I think pretty quickly people realize they'd have to kind of step those offers up. Um, so, you know, kudos to everyone for kind of growing. Not a knock on Terry. Not a knock on Terry. It's <laughs> it's an issue. It's 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 the series. It's the quantity. It's the bottle. There's so many things to consider that it's it's just it's not happening. What do you and guys' it, thoughts on like monster for monster kind of stuff? If it's advantageous for both traders. The only one that yeah. makes sense to me is Frank and Denise evenly swapped. I I had a I had a member of my team that had two of the first one and no Denise. I was able to trade a Denise for Frank and get even there with that thing. To me, that's a trade that makes an infinite amount of sense. If it's Gill, if it's Milt. For Frank or Denise, it still doesn't make sense unless you have just like an embarrassment of riches and didn't have the other. But it's I think I don't know how much research you've done on the on the distribution of one and two. That problem just doesn't exist a lot. You know, it's it's not a thing where people need one of the later ones. Now I, it's just not, it's not gonna quite it, until the chase is over, there's just no creative accounting for me to make that make sense post chase you know if there's something down the road where i would want to color more milts and i could maybe trade a denise for a couple of those or something sure but when that when you're talking about an item that can only be unlocked in a small amount of time and its addition is going to be smaller than what we're dealing with what can you offer me that's going to pull me off there and it's going to be something i can't buy that's older you know it's going to be something you don't want to give probably that's what pulls me off of this and that's what's going to pull maybe not everybody i don't know what everybody's line is you know 
money talks to some people, but it not a lot of people are offering enough probably. But for me, it's it's stuff I can't buy right now. And I don't think much of that's gonna move either. I think I think it really depends on the trades. I mean, honestly, it just so happened to work out that most of the monsters are pretty much the same edition size. Um, and I think to Luch's point, you know, your your own individual situation definitely dictates that, you know, whether you had poor wheel luck or good wheel luck, whether you want to correlate or paint. I mean, I think there are a lot of factors to consider. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, obviously something like a, a cat mom for a, you know, no Wilcox probably isn't going to make a lot of sense. Um, Not even coder for elephant, man. I mean, that doesn't make no. sense either. Well, and, and another thing I would say too, and I know no one really thinks about this kind of stuff, but, um, you know, as I think about older utility, there are plays that I could see making sense depending on what it is you're trying to pull off, depending on what it is that you have across the board on other numbers. So I'll say that. Yeah, it, I, I, I just, I, in with the monsters, when you call that out, like if you had said a different thing, like cat mom for cat mom, maybe I'm talking a little more, but like, that's the set where the art and the character means more to me than any of the other ones. So it's never going to be just such an easy, like, oh yeah, like I'll swap that one for that one. Like they're just all so vibrant and I have the plans to do all the things with them as that I can. So like um, the, yeah, the, the distribution, yeah, the distribution makes sense to me more than, yeah, the fungibility of the idea. So it's uh, just like, we understand it's hard right now and we're just saying you gotta if you're trying for it you really gotta dig deep and 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 go for it like just understand you're asking someone to give up more than just a card for your couple cards because i don't think there's any of us that are going to say like oh i wish or i'm glad i don't have one more of those chases and i've got two other base cards that i can use in a thing later like it's just not the way it works. We're going to want those chases. I think it'll be really interesting, you know, in next year when we play our next season. When, so, you know, as it stands now, if you want a guarantee, you can burn any of the Series 2s or any of the Series 3s 001 to 009. One one to one, you can exchange. Or young threesies. Or, th yes, sorry, yes, or young threesies. Where I'm going with this, though, is that, you know, that is not available. So, for example, you can't burn one Denise Eckersley in order to get a, uh, you know, one to one this season. They have, they do not count as compounded um, in the season. But I think it'd be interesting if, you know, hypothetically, uh, you know, let's say that we have a addition of, 200 and it was a monster you know what do people do with that um next next season are they gonna say shit you know i'll turn one of those into a, a guarantee um i think it'd be really interesting to see how that dynamic plays itself out being able to guarantee that you hit a chase to dig deep and do some of those is a very interesting proposition Especially in a scenario that, where it's not, you know, you're not burning a skip jets, you'd be yeah. burning. And I'm not 
saying that you know uh, an addition of 200 would inherently be worse but it's absolutely easier to you know acquire we, than, we saw it with esteban right well then you know like, you know we, i know we talked about him earlier but you know matthews has been really good about understanding that hey you know diacono yeah i know it's a series too but you know i i'm not in it for much i got these i need this to try to get a team win and i need this to accomplish my own personal chase so you know into the fire it goes and you know i think that kind of thinking is is really it moves beyond the you know what's it worth in ways that threes has been encouraging us to, to think about for a long long time and you know it to that point i think that next season it's gonna be really interesting if hypothetically we have a uh, a situation where um you know whether that's a uh, um uh, subs or you know monsters we get a, a very large addition on something like that that's compounded um a little bit you know do people want to chuck those into the fire more and i suspect the answer would be yes and i don't Let think me. this is i don't even think that's inherently a, a poor decision either but i mean like look we know how many diaconos have been burned my goodness um okay and let me tag on to what you're saying real quick um it doesn't have to be next season. Like, think about think about right now where the problem people have, right? Denise and Frank, they're they're unable right now to complete this second this first chase. We don't know how the second chase or third chase how the distribution's going to go. Are people going to peter out on burns? Did they use too many inserts to get a banner? Like, there's going to be some people that may find themselves out of the second or third chase. And if if you look and you say the cut is too deep at the moment for this one through six, maybe the next move logically, especially if you're already sitting up on a couple for this round two, is to do what it takes to lock in that second chase or that third one and then trade back and, and do what you can. Try to... That trade may not exist. Someone may still never let it go. But like, if I'm when I'm thinking of something, when I bought the Gildut piece that was available the other week, I have one of those. I really like it. But I also looked at the market and I said, this is a one of ten that people don't even remember about. I will be very happy to have it in a year or two or it may unlock the ability to trade for something I can't buy. And the same thing might apply if you can get into an extra chase or two in the second or third round, you might be able to chase trade back and get Holt. You know, you might be able to, to bridge the gap on something you didn't efficiently get because you were playing the first six a little soft. Like you said, these guarantees. Think about it, what it means to get a chase and stuff like that. I think, I think you're, I think you're, I, I get exactly what you're saying, and especially the supply doesn't unlock right now on these new ones. But like, take a look what you have with some of your young threesies or other things. It might be time to be doing guarantees now and make sure you get two of each. And just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, to your point, look, you know, if you put together one through six and get seven, right, and then let's say you have. Uh, through you know it's, you're going into the, the second to last day or something is what i'm trying to say it could really make sense for you depend and or you know your insert power you know are you a guy who's going to burn 30 inserts or 300 
or 3,000 a day. That would definitely impact your strategy. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, you're really not going to want to miss if you've got your first chase and then you've got four of the, you know, four for four. It's going to be really interesting and it'll be really cool in the future too to see yeah. how people handle that. I think that kind of wraps it up. We did about just over an hour, keeping them pretty short for All-Star break. A um, lot of stuff going on. So keep your eyes and ears at the Grotto. Try your hand at the challenges. Do your chase on the Pepe Mentor if you can. Do your chase for the you know, first half of the season. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the pod, as always. No sign off. Couldn't get a buy from anybody. I, never a lot of times you just yeah. A lot of times you just like hang up on us. So like I expected it to be like a real hot drop off. I'm gonna leave it'll all be, of that. I miss everybody. See, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see who listens to that that dead air there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Appreciate they will, it, guys. Bye. Have a great week. Bye, everybody.